live from historic downtown Carlisle, Pennsylvania, home of founding father James Wilson, 19th century hymn writer George Duffield, 19th century gospel minister George Norcross, and sports legend Jim Thorpe. It's Iron Sharpens Iron. This is a radio platform in which pastors, Christian scholars, and theologians address the burning issues facing the church and the world today. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 17 tells us iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Matthew Henry said that in this passage, we are cautioned to take heed with whom we converse and directed to have in view in conversation to make one another wiser and better. It is our hope that this goal will be accomplished over the next two hours, and we hope to hear from you, the listener, with your own questions. And now, here's your host, Chris Arnson. Good afternoon, Cumberland County, Pennsylvania, Lake City, Florida, and the rest of humanity living on the planet Earth who are listening via live streaming at ironsharpensironradio.com. This is Chris Arnzen, your host of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, wishing you all a happy Thursday on this 16th day of February 2023. Uh, took the last two days off, not only to celebrate my 61st birthday, but also to take care of a lot of uh, much-needed items that are a part of my upcoming free Pastor's Luncheon. The next Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Pastor's Luncheon is being held on Thursday, April 13th, 2023 at the Church of the Living Christ in Louisville, Pennsylvania. And the three days following, the 14th, 15th, and 16th of April, I'm also having a Bible conference at a separate church. That is going to be Grace Bible Fellowship Church of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. The two speakers at my pastor's luncheon and the three-day Bible conference are my dear friends going back to the 1990s, Dr. William Webster, who is a Banner of Truth author and Reformed Baptist pastor in Battleground, Washington, and also David T. King, who is a co-author of Dr. Webster's, who is a Presbyterian pastor, an associate pastor in Katy, Texas, and they are going to be speaking on the very controversial but much-needed theme, the gospel removed by Rome, rescued by the Reformers, and rejected by modern evangelicals. That's going to be the theme of the three-day Bible conference. The uh, pastor's luncheon theme, or themes, since they are both speaking, uh, the pastor's luncheon theme is going to be directed more towards specifically encouraging and challenging men in the pastoral ministry. But uh, this is a free event, or actually both of these events are free. Uh, if you come to the pastor's luncheon, you must be a man in ministry leadership, a pastor, an elder, and by the way, folks, I think that's the same office, uh, deacon, parachurch leader, whatever position of leadership you have. If you're a man, you are welcome to this free pastor's luncheon. Everybody, men, women, and children are invited to the free Bible conference. Uh, and by the way, if you attend the pastor's luncheon, Everyone there is going to be leaving with a very heavy sack of brand new books, specifically chosen by me from many Christian publishers in the United States and in the United Kingdom. 
which these uh, publishers and even new publishers who are just getting on board with this uh, have been doing since the 1990s when my precious late wife, Julie, was the one who actually launched these pastor's luncheons. And uh, I have been conducting them even after her going home to Christ in loving memory of her and in tribute and honor to her. Uh, but uh, if you would like to register for uh, these events, send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com, chrisarnson at gmail.com, and put luncheon and conference, or either one, luncheon or conference, in the subject line. And uh, so I hope to hear from many of you, and I hope many of you attend this at Church of the Living Christ in Loisville, Pennsylvania for the luncheon and Grace Bible Fellowship Church of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, for the conference. But today, I am thrilled to have two old friends back on the program. In fact, this is the first time that they've ever been on together as guests. And not only are they on together as guests uh, today, they are joining us again tomorrow on Friday the 17th of February. And I'm speaking of Austin Huggins, a preacher and missionary for First Love Ministries, and the pastor of Christ Evangel Fellowship of Baghdad, Florida, and also Edward Delcour, a preacher and missionary for First Love Ministries and the president and director of Department of Christian Defense. And both of these brethren are going to be addressing for the next two days, examining the new birth, and we're also going to be promoting a conference that First Love Ministries is having. Uh, the very first annual conference by First Love Ministries on the same theme, examining the new birth. Well, first of all, let me introduce uh, these dear brethren one at a time. Welcome uh, back to Iron Sharp and Zion Radio, Austin Huggins. Thank you, dear Chris. It's good to be back. Uh, one minor correction to the <coughs> introduction. Uh, Christ Evangel Church has recently merged with First Baptist Church of Baghdad. And so we now have a uh, plurality of elders uh, here at FBC Baghdad as we are moving in a reforming direction uh, here locally in the panhandle of Florida. But well, it is good to be back, and it's good to hear from you again. I, uh, it's great to hear that because I am a firm believer in the plurality of elders. And in fact, uh, not long ago had Alexander Strout on the program uh, to discuss his classic work on biblical eldership. And then I had him back again, not long after that, to discuss uh, the deacons uh, and their biblical role in the scriptures. And uh, so uh, that is a subject near and dear to my heart. Now I can mop the beads of sweat that formed on my forehead after I read in your bio that you were the pastor of Christ Evangel Fellowship. But now you're one of the pastors of Christ Evangel Church of Baghdad, Florida. And, uh, yeah, of uh, First Baptist Church Baghdad. Oh, so you're no longer going by Christ Evangel. Correct. I think the mentality was, you know, they are a 100-year-old church. They've been here a while, so we kept their name, and that seemed to make sense. Oh, of course it makes perfect sense, and there's nothing wrong with that wonderful name either. Uh, and uh, why don't you tell us more about this wonderful church? Yeah, absolutely. And it plays in a lot to the the conference that we're getting ready to host here in uh, Milton, Florida. Uh, but the church here, First Baptist Church Baghdad, 
uh, is it gets a lot of attention for its unusual name. Um, but it is just a very small historical village uh, located in the larger city of Milton. Uh, for those who are not familiar with Florida's geography, we're here in Santa Rosa County, one county over from uh, the city of Pensacola. Uh, I know probably a lot of people are familiar with Mount Zion or Chapel Library uh, with Pastor Jeff Pollard there in Pensacola. So we'd be about an hour away. Um, but here in Milton and in Santa Rosa County, uh, the county extends from the Gulf of Mexico to the south all the way up to the Alabama line to the north. And in the entirety of our geography, I think there are really only maybe four uh, or five that I'm aware of Reformed Baptist churches uh, that are very small. Uh, FBC Baghdad has uh, a long history. Uh, they've gone through some very difficult times, uh, even in recent years. Um, and even coming out of the, the COVID circumstances, they were uh, in the middle of combating a number of things. And our smaller church plant that uh, I had been uh, overseeing for a number of years uh, was utilizing their building. Uh, they were very gracious to us. They opened up their uh, beautiful facility. And over the year, myself and their pastor got to know one another through a series of uh, providential circumstances that uh, actually ended up in the local newspaper because it, it was interesting enough. Uh, the first place I knocked on the door, uh, there was no secretary. A random member showed up from out of town to point me to the parsonage, and I he told me to go knock on the door. I asked him, I said, well, is is that okay for me to interrupt? And he responded, yeah, I don't mind, uh, which was very kind of him to offer up someone else's front door to be knocked on. Uh, but as I knocked on the door, Pastor Stephen, who was uh, uh, the pastor there and was also the IT director for the city of Milton, happened to be home, which was a rare occasion in itself. And he happened to have missed his time together with his family that they had planned on, which was an accident. So as he's sitting on the living room, I'm knocking on the door of his house, wondering if there would be a place for us to come and uh, have our Sunday worship services. And that began a really long conversation where we found a lot of uh, mutual convictions and things I didn't really expect to hear. And so uh, fast forward a year later, and uh, the church membership uh, led by Pastor Stephen uh, extended a request to merge the congregation, uh, the two congregations together, and that I would retain my status as elder uh, pending a formal ordination with them. And uh, after getting a lot of uh, pastoral uh, oversight and advice from a number of close friends of mine in ministry, um, we agreed, and it has been uh, October, so it's still pretty new. We're still uh, doing a lot of you know little things that uh, happen whenever you merge to uh, churches like that together. Uh, we're going through the 1689 right now. That was the confession of faith that Christ Evangel uh, held to, the Second London Baptist Confession, uh, on Wednesday nights. And we have just wrapped up while going through study material on that. And uh, FBC Baghdad will be adopting that confession uh, here probably at the next business meeting. So a lot of exciting things to look forward to as well as this upcoming conference. Well, please give me and the audience <coughs> your new website because I only have your old website for Christ Evangel. Yeah, so the church website here is 
fbcbagdad.org, and it's Baghdad without the H. Okay, and uh, I would encourage you, uh, whenever you're having Bible conferences, to make sure you attach the word Florida onto any flyers or a social media <laughs> post, because that will obviously uh, give people enough uh, courage and encouragement to actually come to the conference <laughs> rather, <laughs> right. than, rather than them thinking that they have to take a flight to the Middle East. But um, that's, that's good to know. And now, also returning to the program, my old friend Edward Dalcor, a preacher and missionary for First Love Ministries and the president and director of Department of Christian Defense. And it's great to have you back on the show, too, Eddie. Hey, Chris. Delighted to be back. I know, I, man, you and I go back sometime, and I, I always enjoy doing your show these, these uh, at least a half a dozen times, I think, I've done your show. Yes. But um, it's great to be back. And uh, tell our listeners uh, about the Department of Christian Defense. Department of Christian Defense is a apologetic educational Christian hub, um, wherein we have a search engine now for just a ton of articles on not only um, atheistic, non-Christian cults, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, I used to call them non-Christian cults, but I'm using Paul's definition now of, of atheists. They're atheistic religions, as Ephesians 2.12, he calls the pre-converted Ephesians. Even though they had a lot of gods, they were still atheist. And um, so a lot of information on that, Mormonism, Oneness, Jehovah's Witnesses, Roman Catholicism, and all kinds of other uh, issues under general theology. Also, we sell literature, we sell our books, and um, and and also information on, on other things. Christianoffense.org, and we've been um, doing that since I think 1999. Praise God! And uh, what is the uh, website for that fine organization? Christiandefense.org. Great, and we'll be repeating all of those websites uh, again at some point towards the end of the program, at least. And now, uh, Austin, back to you. Tell us about this exciting conference coming up, the first annual First Love Ministries Conference on examining the new birth, which also happens to be our topic of discussion today and tomorrow. Uh, yeah, Chris, um, just as a quick snapshot, uh, this is our first annual uh, Bible conference where we really want to begin to set the tone for, Lord willing, what would be something that will be not only recurring, but really a rallying point uh, in a county and in a community that has a lot of religion. Uh, you know, we joke that there's a church here about every 200 feet, but if you come and visit, you'll find that's probably not a joke. It's probably fairly accurate. Uh, but there, with all our churches and with all our religion, there's probably very little Christ. It is the, the typical Southern uh, dinner-on-the-ground religion. It's we go to church because that's the good thing to do. Our grandparents go to church, our parents. Uh, we've gone to this church for you know since we were little kids. And so when it comes to the theology of Scripture, actually being biblically literate, Knowing the, the gospel of Christ, being able to even articulate that, um, all of a sudden you're immediately met with the, the reality that uh, with all the churches and all the religion here, there's very little knowledge of God. Um, 
So our desire is uh, really to set out with probably what would be the first uh, practical issue that we would like to address, which is the reality of the new birth. Uh, the reality, as Christ said, that unless a man is born again, uh, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Um, I think when you go back to the statement Christ made to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, uh, they said, unless a man is born again, uh, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Um, unless a man is born again, he can't enter it. Uh, I, I think when Nicodemus was staggered by that statement, uh, the weight of what Christ was saying uh, was was landing. Um, I, I think as, as part of our write-up is, you know, biblical Christians for millennia have asked of their families, their friends, their neighbors, and perfect strangers the all-searching question, are you born again? Uh, but the phrase born-again Christian, especially down here, has become so commonplace no one gives it a second thought. And that phraseology or the doctrine of regeneration has almost been absentmindedly set aside so it doesn't have that weight and that impact it once did. Um, as much as it shocked Nicodemus and, and Christ intended it to cause him to stop and think, and he responds, you know, how can a man be born again? How can, when he is old, enter back into his mother's womb and be born a second time? Uh, but the implication is real that unless that miracle, that wondrous miracle of which our Lord speaks, uh, takes place, uh, neither Nicodemus nor any of us nor anyone in this religious uh, church culture uh, will see the kingdom nor will they enter it. And so this is going to be the forefront and the spearhead of getting into addressing uh, the, the true heart of Christianity and, and true biblical uh, faith in Christ. Before I ask Eddie the same question, what specifically, if you know, maybe you don't know yet, what specifically are the subtitles uh, or sub-themes under the umbrella of examining the new birth that you will be addressing at this conference? Yeah, so at the conference, we'll be addressing, one, why regeneration matters, because for a number of people, uh, they're not really going to understand why are we drilling in on something that they perceive as so fundamental and so basic. So uh, Pastor Joe Jackowitz uh, will be opening up with that theme uh, throughout Saturday, because it's a three-day conference. The kickoff is Friday night. We go all day Saturday, and then it'll end uh, Sunday morning uh, during the worship service. But we'll be addressing um, why regeneration matters, uh, the doctrine of the new birth positively, what is it, uh, by Tom Smith. Dr. Dalcor here will be addressing uh, baptismal or decisional regeneration. And unlike the poor fellow who got into a fight with him on Facebook over that, uh, he's actually clearly explaining what is not <laughs> biblical regeneration. And I'm sure he could speak to that in a moment. Uh, but we'll, I'll be speaking on regeneration, revival, and awakening, and then we'll close the conference again with the indwelling power of the Spirit. We'll have a number of breakout sessions, regeneration, and church history, which will take a look at the past 2,000 years of church history and put the finger on when did we get this right, uh, when did we get this wrong in history, and what was the fruit, what were the implications of that that we can uh, read right there in the history books. Um, Pastor Stephen, my co-elder, will be addressing regeneration and reformation, and really uh, speaking to what it has cost him and what it looks like even for the church here to go through uh, reformation. 
Dr. Stan Morell will be going through regeneration and pastoral ministry, speaking with the elders. And then Dr. Paul Nelson, the author of Presuppositionalism and a patented biochemist, good friend of ours, uh, one of those men with a 10-pound brain. He's wonderful to have on the mission field. Uh, but he'll be addressing regeneration and evangelism methodology. Great. And I have to get Paul on the program. Uh, I have not yeah. yet had him. As a guest, and I remember years ago we were going to be discussing, we had something planned out to discuss presuppositionalism on this program, and somehow the interview fell through. It was so long ago, I can't remember why. Uh, But I've got to make it a point to reach out to him again and have him on the show. Uh, Absolutely. A very important subject and also a very highly contested and debated subject, even amongst our Reformed brethren. Uh, two of my heroes of the faith were not presuppositionalists, R.C. Sproul and John Gerstner, who actually wrote a book on apologetics that sought in part to refute presuppositionalism. But, mm. but uh, <clears throat> of course, they are both presuppositionalists now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, even though... Um, even though our dear brother Austin stole your thunder as far as your participation in the conference, Eddie, uh, do you have anything to add as far as your involvement in the conference? Yeah, I just came there because there's going to be a lot of food. So. <laughs> <laughs> that may be no, true. No, actually, I've been involved with First Love public, um, Publication, First Love Ministries, and with Austin for quite a number of years, actually. we, In fact, I just got back from Nepal um, a few months ago, and uh, I don't know if you... I don't know if you remember hearing about that airplane that crashed, the Yeti airline in Nepal. What's interesting when when I was up there, and it was it was a Grace Bible Grace Bible University. This one of the seminaries that's under the whole purview of First Love Ministries. It's a free seminary, that, and we we um, we we really are implementing that into um, a lot of different nations, countries that can't afford you know conventional seminaries, but I went up there, we did a pastor conference, 200 pastors came, and I was with Paul Nelson and another speaker, but we were on that same airline, Yeti Airline, the same route, Bacar, Bacara, Bacar to Kathmandu, the same, the same plane, the same route, and the same time, we had a 10 o'clock flight, you know, I was, I was thinking about that little flight, I think a month before the whole uh, Nepal trip. I got to go in that little plane, but um, it was very successful. Over 200 pastors showed up. But this conference, um, to reiterate what Austin already said, um, super important because I find that the average Christian, too many of them, I don't like to use the word most, but too many of them have such a defective view when it comes to regeneration, or they have a, a mushy view combining it with justification. They right. don't know the differences, too many. They They don't. They're not that interested in knowing the differences. And um, one of those things, just give me, don't give me doctrine, just give me Jesus kind of uh, mentality. So it's very important that we define the the doctrines, that, that we define what regeneration is, and as I'll be speaking on, what regeneration is not. And what it is, it's God's work alone. What it's not is your participation. So get off the cross. You know, we don't climb on the cross to help Christ make us born again or justified. So I'll be hitting the um, uh, the topics of baptismal and something else. 
baptismal regeneration, baptismal justification, um, even decisional um, regeneration I'm going to touch on. And that that's when uh, your decision is the very means of regeneration. So this conference is very important. Each of us has a very important, uh, very important topic. And um, I just want to make, lastly, this note, because Austin quoted it in, in John 3. It's very interesting in John 3. Um, one of a few interviews that Jesus had in the Gospel of John um, with Nicodemus on this one, he doesn't waste, Christ doesn't waste time in friendship evangelism. He doesn't quote Jeremiah 29, 11 to try to win Nicodemus's affection, you know, and make God, that's, you know, a great God. He doesn't, doesn't do any of that. He gets right to the, he doesn't waste time. He gets right to the marrow of the gospel. You must be born again. Um, in verse three, unless someone's born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God, which is really interesting because from verses one through eight, and this is really the mainstream of our, our conference here, the new birth, Verses 1 through 8 of chapter 3, there is no commandment to be born again. Rather, it's a statement of fact. He, he, his re, Jesus' reply was obscure. It was sudden. And he didn't hesitate to get right to the marrow of the gospel. Um, today, we hesitate. You know, we, I, I have this rule. Whatever kind of dialogue you're having on, um, on salvation, on, on, with unbelievers, on these kind of issues, when you're evangelizing, um, don't waste time. Don't waste time on all these other extraneous things. Get right to it. That's what Jesus did. You must be born again. Unless someone's born again, he can't see the kingdom of God. And Jesus was definitive in this prologue of, of John um, in his words, defining who he is, defining his preexistence, defining that he's God the Son, defining that another person sent him, God the Father. So he's he's uh, also showing the agent of regeneration. Um so I, I think this conference particularly is very important because we will define, all of the speakers, all of us will define what regeneration is and, and what it's not. So I'm excited about doing this, and particularly my topic, um, decisional regeneration, and uh, which is probably infects most of the church in altar calls and sinner's prayer. I will touch on the sinner's prayer, and I'll explain what that is. And... Um, I think it's very important because it seems just like the doctrine of the Trinity and other issues, too many Christians have not been exposed to good theology or adequate teaching on these kind of subjects. So I'm excited about doing this conference. Well, hearing you talk about it gets gets me even more excited about this conference. I hope I can attend. I can't guarantee it because I have so many things going on, but I would love to be there. And uh, I'm sure that neither of my guests will mind if I plug a booklet by another ministry because I know that they both love this ministry. I'm speaking of Chapel Library, uh, a ministry of Mount Zion Bible Church in Pensacola, Florida. The booklet I want to plug is Decisional Regeneration by James E. Adams, not to be confused with the late J. Adams, who is in heaven with our Lord. Uh, but this is an excellent book. I've been giving, booklet, I should say. I've been giving out this booklet for decades on decisional regeneration. And I can remember one of the most appalling uh, quotes that uh, Brother Adams uh, includes in the booklet 
uh, by Jack Hiles, where uh, he he uh, is one of the uh, kings of decisional regeneration. And in fact, there there is even uh, some who are not themselves independent fundamentalist Baptists, uh, and they are looking from the outside in. They may think that group of folks is all the same, uh, but they're not. Uh, they have infighting even over this issue of decisional regeneration. There are some that agree with Reformed Christians, even if they're not themselves Calvinists, that you must repent. Uh, but the uh, the quote by Jack Hiles, and I'm, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm basically giving the the general content of it. Uh, he was warning his students, uh, seminary students or, or Bible students, I should say, uh, pastoral students, uh, those training for the pastoral ministry. Um, he was warning them never to use words in sermons like, my final point is, or in conclusion, he said, that will give your hearers time to dig in their heels and resist the invitation. You've got to sneak up behind them and catch them uh, unexpectedly uh, to hear your invitation to come forward to receive Christ. So, so basically... Hiles was teaching people in the pastoral training, uh, in their pastoral training, he was teaching them to trick people into heaven. Uh, and that boggles my mind. Uh, the, the, the church is filled with enough false converts as it is. We want to trick more uh, to be added to the ranks of our churches with this, with this methodology. I mean, absolutely insane. Anyway. If you want to go to chapellibrary.org, chapellibrary.org, and in the search engine, type in decisional regeneration, you will find out how you can order this extremely inexpensive booklet. Everything at Chapel Library is extremely inexpensive, <clears throat> and they do they reprint uh, and even publish for the first time wonderful, wonderful helps to uh, those of us in the kingdom. Uh, and I'm sure both of you would agree with my assessment of Chapel Library. Yes. Yeah, it, they're so inexpensive. I, I think they're free, actually. And uh, you can continue to shamelessly plug uh, Chapel Library as often as you will. They're dear brothers of ours. And as a matter of fact, they're going to be supplying literature for this conference uh, alongside First Love Publications, which is kind of our standard practice, even in our conferences we host overseas in the mission field. Uh, Chapel usually uh, assists us, and so they're a very precious and dear brothers to us. And they've also really, really improved the covers of their tracks and booklets. Uh, they're much yeah. more attractive with full-color illustrations and photographs and so forth. They've come a long way since I first discovered them in the 80s. But we are going mm. to our first <laughs> break right now. If you have a question for Austin Huggins or Eddie Dalcour on our discussion of examining the new birth, our email address is chrisarnzen at gmail.com, C-H-R-I-S-A-R-N-Z-E-N at gmail.com. Give us your first name at least, your city and state, and your country of residence if you live outside the USA. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Where did Chris get this picture? 
James White of Alpha Omega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I've been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Aniel, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Exhibitor Booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. President of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We are devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. 
Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe. Build. Fight. PuritanPHX.com The Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, once said, Growing a beard is a habit most natural, scriptural, manly, and beneficial. Grace and peace to all the Iron Sharpens Iron listeners. This is Tony with TheStandardBeardCare.com. Try TheStandardBeardCare.com is a Christ-exalting, better-known and simple name in beard care. So if you have a beard, know a guy with a beard, or ladies, if you're married to a man with a beard, head over to TheStandardBeardCare.com. Check out the vast array of all-natural, handcrafted products to make that beard scriptural, manly, and beneficial. And when you do so, you will help to support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. When you use the promo code IRON at checkout, you will receive free shipping to anywhere in the lower 48, and 10% of your donations will go back to Chris Arnson and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So head over to thestandardbeardcare.com, where the standard is the standard. James White of Alpha and Omega Ministries here. If you've watched my Dividing Line webcast often enough, you know I have a great love for getting Bibles and other documents vital to my ministry rebound to preserve and ensure their longevity. And besides that, they feel so good. I'm so delighted I discovered Post Tenebris Lux Bible Rebinding. No radio ad will be long enough to sing their praises sufficiently, but I'll give it a shot. Jeffrey Rice of Post Tenebris Lux is a remarkably gifted craftsman and artisan. All his work is done by hand from the cutting to the pleating of corners to the perimeter stitching. Jeffrey uses the finest and buttery soft imported leathers in a wide variety of gorgeous colors like the turquoise goat skin tanned in Italy used for my Nessie All in 28th edition with a navy blue goat skin inside liner and the electric blue goat skin from a French tannery used to rebind a Reformation study Bible I used as a gift. The silver gilding he added on the page edges has a stunning mirror finish resembling highly polished chrome. Jeffrey will customize your rebinding to your specifications and even emboss your logo into the leather, making whatever he rebinds a one-of-a-kind work of art. For more details on Post Tenebris Lux Bible Rebinding, go to ptlbiblerebinding.com. That's ptlbiblerebinding.com. Sharpens Iron Radio praise God for the generous monthly financial support of Royal Diadem Jewelers, educated by and affiliated with the American Gem Society, Jewelers of America, and the Gemological Institute of America. For the perfect custom-designed engagement ring or any one-of-a-kind piece of jewelry created exactly according to your imagination and specifications, Royal Diadem Jewelers has you covered. 
No matter where you live in the world, Royal Diadem will walk you step by step through every stage of the process and even hold a high-tech internet virtual visit using state-of-the-art jewelry design technology to serve you. They start by listening carefully to determine your needs. They're interested in making what you want, not what they want to sell you. From rough design to digital model, to photorealistic image, to wax prototype model, to the finished product, they are continually listening to your input, likes and dislikes, making any changes necessary along the way. This will ensure that your custom jewellery will turn out exactly as you dreamed and well beyond your expectations. Visit royaldiadem.com. That's royaldiadem.com today. Sterling Vanderwerker, owner of Royal Diadem Jewelers, his wife Bronnie, his business partner and manager Brian Wilson, and the entire family thank you all for listening to, praying for, and supporting the work of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And don't forget, folks, RoyalDiadem.com is still offering Iron Sharpens Iron Radio this amazing deal. Anyone from our audience who purchases jewelry at RoyalDiadem.com for $100 or more, whether you're purchasing something that they already have in stock at RoyalDiadem.com, or if you're having a custom-designed piece of jewelry made, whatever the case may be, 100% of the profits from those sales to an Iron Trump and Zion Radio listener will go, will go directly to Iron Trump and Zion Radio. We will receive every penny of the profits for a limited time. We have no idea when RoyalDiadem.com is pulling the plug on this amazing offer. So I'm urging you, please, to go to RoyalDiadem.com as soon as possible. That's RoyalDiadem.com. And either purchase jewelry that they have in stock or start the process of having your own custom-designed piece of jewelry created, whether it be, for instance, an engagement ring. Or perhaps you want to turn your church logo, your parachurch ministry logo, your denomination logo, your seminary logo, or whatever your imagination can conjure up. You want to turn what's in your brain into a physical piece of jewelry. They will do it, and they are masters at it. I've seen firsthand what RoyalDiadem.com can do, creating one-of-a-kind, custom-designed pieces of jewelry. Uh, one of the sons of the woman who led me to Christ, Joe, has a cross necklace, a pendant on a necklace uh, that also has the crown of thorns on it. It is mind-blowing how beautiful this is. So... If you want to uh, buy a piece of jewelry or have something custom designed, please go to RoyalDiadem.com quickly before they end this offer. Mention Iron Sharp and Zion Radio, and we will get 100% of the profits. We are now back with my guests today, Austin Huggins and Edward Belcour. They are two speakers at the Examining the New Birth Conference, the first annual conference of First Love Ministries in Milton, Florida. And I understand, Eddie Dalcor, you want to talk about, before we go into the theme of examining the new birth, you wanted to uh, discuss something about your overseas mission trips. Yeah, I'll say a few words, then I'll defer to Austin. Um, one very, very important aspect of this ministry um, is our overseas ministry. We have a circuit of churches, um, not only in Africa, but in Asia as well, particularly the Philippines, in which we yearly 
and um, I know Austin travels to several of them, which he'll tell you about, where we do um, teachings. We actually go out there and we do not only conferences, but we give away free books. First Love Publication is um, an enormous, um, productive ministry in that we get apologetic theological books based on on substantive doctrine, on essential doctrines and, and basic apologetics. We give them to pastors who have congregations that don't have access to internets, to mm-hmm. internet, to, they don't have libraries of theological books and all these things. And since they're not equipped in this area, they're a target for all the other non-Christian groups out there, whether it's Rome or the LDS church. Because if we don't tell them, somebody else will. So it's very important, um, as I see it, First Love Publication, First Love Ministry in our international um, ministries in terms of preaching the gospel, but educating Christians, equipping them to have an accurate understanding of basic gospel, to have an accurate understanding of groups that, that attack Christianity. Um, as we know out here, Chris, it's, so many Christians don't know the difference between Roman Catholics and Protestants. In fact, they don't know why they're a Protestant. In fact, they'll say, well, I, I'm not a Protestant. I'm a, I'm a Trinitarian. I mean, I, I've heard that before, or I'm, I'm a Baptist or something. But the fact of the matter is <clears throat> um, we have to explain the differences. We have to be definitive in our theology, and we take this message to these people overseas who have uh, under a junior high ed- education of the Bible, and they have really bad views because they've just never been taught. So we disambiguate all that. And I will say one more point. Um, our trip, and Austin will tell you more about this, our upcoming trip, Chris, in Philippines, which we try to do every year, so pandemic slowed it. We go to a place called Baguio, and they have a radio station. Before we came, and you know Joe Jockowitz, the, the expert in radio, but before we came, they were playing Christian country music because they love country music. And, you know, cool. Country music, I remember but they that. had no theological content. Yeah. What we did, um, as Joe arranged it, we came in and we had um, we revamped the time that we were there. What we did, Chris, the, the the men on our team, we would actually do hours of radio, but on theological topics, dealing with some of the non-Christian groups that attacked the deity of Christ, dealing with Rome, dealing with moral issues. We would get. Texts and call-ins, texts and, and call-ins of people asking questions, all kinds of questions. So we would take this opportunity in Baguio to teach, teach theology, teach apologetics, refute bad doctrine to a huge amount of people who normally would just hear country music. So our trip in Baguio is very expensive, or, uh, very significant, very productive. So I think one of the best things about First Love Ministries is our overseas overseas work. And with that, I'll let Austin also um, express some of the details in this ministry. Yeah, I I appreciate that, Dr. Dalcor. Uh, I mean, you're drawing attention to some things that are pretty centraline in terms of what makes First Love Ministries First Love Ministries uh, and that I don't think probably are as visible to everyone else. Most people, when they think First Love, they think of, uh, they either know us from G3, where 
we give away a significant amount of books to the attendees there, uh, or they are people who come to our website monthly and they'll order a free book. Uh, we will mail it uh, free, uh, even we'll pay postage and we'll make sure it arrives on your doorstep. Uh, books that are in the doctrinal category, devotional, apologetic, evangelistic, even pastoral. Um, and that's just been a an aspect of the ministry, which is freely we receive, uh, freely give. Uh, but the overseas aspect, the overseas conferences, the overseas missionary radio, uh, the overseas investment long term that we make is is probably the biggest heartbeat in my mind of that that makes uh, first love the fellowship of brothers uh, that it is, and the fellowship of churches working together that it is. I mean, if you could imagine. You know, it's like Charles Spurgeon once said, uh, a lie has a way of running around the globe while truth is still putting on its shoes. And I think you see that definitely in the third world. That's, you know, a, you great, these... that's a great line, and I've got to remember that. <laughs> well, it's true. How often do we clear our voice and, and stand up and get ready to clarify a significant truth only to find out, uh, you know, that the enemy is swept in and false teachers have swept in and, you know, they're three semesters into their nonsense before we get there. You know, I think the hardest thing in the world, and you were telling, you were actually saying this, Chris, before we got into the program about that Southern preacher who uh, made you laugh uh, whenever you spoke to him. Uh, he said something to the effect of, you know, y'all have it easy up there in New York. You just got to get people saved. Uh, down here, uh, we have to uh, get people lost first, and then we can get them saved. Uh, I thought that was... And of course, it's funnier, it's funnier when he's saying it like this. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, but, but he's right in the sense, uh, you know, as one uh, theologian, I won't necessarily quote him, I don't agree with everything he said, but uh, he was right when he said that it, it, it seems we're in a day and age where in order to give people Christianity, you first have to appear to take away their Christianity. Uh, you know, when you come in with sound doctrine, th there's so much that has already been written on the blackboard of people's minds uh, that by the time you get there, you have a great difficulty erasing the layers of old chalk. Uh, and even when you go to write something new, it's not as crisp as if you had gotten there first. Well, in the third world, these NAR, uh, New Apostolic Reformation, Health, Wealth, Prosperity, uh, false gospel movements, the, uh, they're incredible in terms of their quote-unquote missionary endeavors. Uh, one time, me and Dalcor were down in Philippines on the southern island of Mindanao, uh, which has a large uh, Muslim population. And we left the main city, Cagayan de Oro, and began to travel south, and we skirted around the autonomous Muslim region of Mindanao. And this was just a few weeks before the Marawai fighters, the ISIS sympathizers, got into a shootout and a localized war with the Philippine mm. army, and Duterte ended up shutting the island down and declaring martial law. Uh, it just giving you a snapshot of the instability of this region. So we skirted the coast on the left, we went around, we came down into a region called La La, uh, Lanao del Norte Maranding, and in there, it was jungle. It was old school Philippines, jungle. 
And on the side of the road, in the middle of nowhere, you see this white Mormon missionary dressed in the same clothes he does when he comes knocking on your door, walking on the side of the road, in the middle of third world nowhere. And I turned, and Dalcor happened to be with me. I looked over at him, and I said, it's incredible when you think of the zeal these men have for a lie. You know, the lies that are out there in the third world uh, need to be uh, combated. Um, and when we have these long-term relationships with these churches, we're talking about faithful, serious, godly, uh, evangelical, doctrinally sound local pastors who want to address these issues locally in their environment. They want to stand up and, and have a voice and, and really uh, speak and preach and, and exhort against these things. And really our role is is a support role. You know, there are brethren whose uh, missionary endeavors are uh, properly tip of the spear in many ways. Um, and ours is coming underneath the authority of the local church uh, and and supporting them in such a way where You know, if one of these pastors were to try and order a book online and have it delivered, you know, it may be 15 bucks uh, for the book itself, over 35 books, probably more now to get it shipped across the pond uh, to where they're at. The shipping charge is outrageous. And once you get up to 50 plus dollars for a book, I mean, that's almost a month's pay for some of these guys. You know, Charles Spurgeon talked about, uh, you know, ministers that have a slender library. Uh, well, for the vast majority of these guys, they're working with far less of the resources that we have become accustomed to as ministers here in the West. In fact, we, so have, we'll we, we, we have to pick up where you left off there because we have to go to our midway break right now. And just don't forget where you left off there. I'll try. <laughs> and if anybody has any questions, send them to chrisarnson at gmail.com. chrisarnson at gmail.com. As always, give us your first name at least, your city and state and your country of residence. Don't go away. We'll be right back right after these messages from our sponsors. James White of Alpha Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I've been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Annual, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. 
I'm Brian McLaughlin, president of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. Com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We're devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe. Build. Fight. PuritanPHX.com Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, once said, Growing a beard is a habit most natural, scriptural, manly, and beneficial. Grace and peace to all the Iron Sharpens Iron listeners. This is Tony with TheStandardBeardCare.com. Try TheStandardBeardCare.com is a Christ-exalting, better-known and simple name in beard care. So if you have a beard, know a guy with a beard, or ladies if you're married to a man with a beard, head over to TheStandardBeardCare.com. Check out the vast array of all-natural, handcrafted products to make that beard scriptural, manly, and beneficial. And when you do so, you will help to support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. When you use the promo code IRON at checkout, you will receive free shipping to anywhere in the lower 48, and 10% of your donations will go back to Chris Arnson and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So head over to thestandardbeardcare.com, where the standard is the standard.
such a blessing to hear from Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners from all over the world. Here's Joe Riley, a listener in Ireland who wants you to know about a guest on the show he really loves hearing interviewed, Dr. Joe Moorcraft. I'm Joe Riley, a faithful Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener here in Atoy in County Kildare, Ireland, going back to 2005. One of my very favorite guests on Iron Sharpens Iron is Dr. Joe Moorcraft. If you've been blessed by Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, Dr. Moorcraft and Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, are largely to thank since they are one of the program's largest financial supporters. Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming is in Forsyth County, a part of the Atlanta metropolitan area. Heritage is a thoroughly biblical church, unwaveringly committed to Westminster standards, and Dr. Joe Moorcraft is the author of an eight-volume commentary on the larger catechism. Heritage is a member of the Hanover Presbytery, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, and tracing its roots and heritage back to the great Protestant Reformation of the 16th century. Heritage maintains and follows the biblical truth and principles proclaimed by the reformers. Scripture alone, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, and God's glory alone. Their primary goal is the worship of the triune God that continues in eternity. For more details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. That's heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. Or call 678-954-7831. That's 678-954-7831. If you visit, tell them Joe Riley, an Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener from a tie in County Kildare, Ireland, sent you. Hello, my name is Anthony Uvinio, and I'm one of the pastors at Hope Reform Baptist Church in Quorum, New York, and also the host of the ReformRookie.com website. I want you to know that if you enjoy listening to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show like I do, you can now find it on the Apple's iTunes app by typing Iron Sharpens Iron radio in the search bar. You no longer have to worry about missing a show or a special guest because you're in your car or still at work. Just subscribe on the iTunes app and listen to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show at any time, day or night. Please be sure to also give it a good review and pass it along to anyone who would benefit from the teaching and the many solidly reformed guests that Chris Arnzen has on the show. Truth is so hard to come by these days, so don't waste your time with fluff or fake news. Subscribe to the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio podcast right now. And while you're at it, you can also sign up for the ReformRookie.com podcast and visit our website and the YouTube page. We are dedicated to teaching Christian theology from a Reformed Baptist perspective to beginners in the faith as well as seasoned believers. From Keech's Catechism and the Doctrines of Grace to the Olivet Discourse and the Book of Leviticus, the Reformed Rookie Podcast and YouTube channel is sure to have something to offer everyone seeking biblical truth. And finally, if you're looking to worship in a Reformed church that holds to the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith, please join us at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, New York. Again, I'm Pastor Anthony Avenio, and thanks for listening. If you love Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, one of the best ways you can help keep the show on the air is by supporting our advertisers. One such faithful advertiser who really believes in what Chris Arnton is doing is Daniel P. Patafuco, serious injury lawyer and Christian apologist. 
Dan is the president and founder of the Historical Bible Society. Their mission? To foster belief in the credibility of Scripture as the written Word of God. They go to various churches, schools and institutions to publicly display a rare collection of biblical texts along with a fascinating presentation by Mr. Butterfuco demonstrating the reliability of Scripture. To advance the cause of the Gospel, they created a beautiful, perfect facsimile of the genealogy of Jesus Christ from the original engravings contained in a first edition 1611 King James Bible. This 17th century hand-engraved chart shows the family tree of Jesus Christ going back to Adam and Eve. This book is complete with gorgeous full-size illustrations of Noah's Ark and the Tower of Babel and an explanation of why the genealogy of Jesus is so important for his claims to the throne of the universe. Originals of this work are in museums and nobody has ever made it accessible to the public in a large book form before. You can have your own copy of this 44-page genealogy book for a donation of $35 or more. Visit historicalbiblesociety.org That's historicalbiblesociety.org Thanks for helping to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Hi, I'm Buzz Taylor. Chris Arnzen of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio has had a long-time partnership with our friends at CVBBS, which stands for Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service. They specialize in supplying Reformed and Puritan books and Bibles at discount prices that make them affordable for everyone. CVBBS has been a family-owned book service since 1987, operating out of Carlisle, Pennsylvania. They seek to bring you the best available Christian books and Bibles at the best possible prices. Unlike other book sites, they make no effort to provide every book that is available or popular because, frankly, much of what is being printed is not worth your time. That means you can get to the good stuff faster. It also means you don't have to worry about being assaulted by the pornographic, heretical, and otherwise faith-insulting materials promoted by the secular book vendors. Browse the pages at ease, shop at your leisure, and purchase with confidence at Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service. Order online at cvbbs.com. That's cvbbs.com. Or you can order by phone at 1-800-656-0231. That's 1-800-656-0231. Please let our friends at CVBBS know that you heard about them on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005. The publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. I'm Dr. Joseph Piper, President and Professor of Systematic and Homiletical Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Taylor, South Carolina. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Chuck White at the First Trinity Lutheran Church in Tonawanda, New York. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. 
I'm Pastor Anthony Mathenia of Christ Church in Radford, Virginia, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jesse Miller of Damascus Road Christian Church in Gardnerville, Nevada, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Bruce Bennett of Word of Truth Church in Farmingville, Long Island, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Rodney Brown of Metro Bible Church in South Lake, Texas, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jim Harrison of Red Mills Baptist Church in Mayapack Falls, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. Getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parent and host of its award-winning podcast. I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s. And what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com. Pastor Bill Sasso, Grace Church at Franklin, here in the beautiful state of Tennessee. Our congregation is one of a growing number of churches who love and support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio financially. Grace Church at Franklin is an independent, autonomous body of believers which strives to clearly declare the whole counsel of God as revealed in Scripture through the person and work of our Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, the end for which we strive is the glory of God. If you live near Franklin, Tennessee, and Franklin is just south of Nashville, maybe 10 minutes, or you are visiting this area, or you have friends and loved ones nearby, we hope you will join us some Lord's Day in worshiping our God and Savior. Please feel free to contact me if you have more questions about Grace Church at Franklin. Our website is gracechurchatfranklin.org. That's gracechurchatfranklin.org. This is Pastor Bill Sasser wishing you all the richest blessings of our sovereign Lord, God, Savior, and King Jesus Christ today and always. Charles Haddon Spurgeon once said, Give yourself unto reading. The man who never reads will never be read. He who never quotes will never be quoted. He will not use the thoughts of other men's brains 
proves that he has no brains of his own. You need to read. Solid Ground Christian Books is a publisher and book distributor who takes these words of the Prince of Preachers to heart. The mission of Solid Ground Christian Books is to bring back treasures of the past to minister to Christians in the present and future, and to publish new titles that address burning issues in the church and the world. Since its beginning in 2001, Solid Ground has been committed to publish God-centered, Christ-exalting books for all ages. We invite you to go treasure hunting at solid-ground-books.com. That's solid-ground-books.com and see what priceless literary gems from the past or present you can unearth from Solid Ground. Solid Ground Christian Books is honored to be a weekly sponsor of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And please never forget, folks, to make solid-ground-books.com your very first stop for all your gift-giving needs, whether it be for a birthday, whether it be for a wedding anniversary, whether it be for uh, an engagement announcement, whether it be for a retirement party, whether it be for a going back to school party, uh, or whether it be for a graduation party, the list goes on and on. Whatever the occasion is, go to solid-ground-books.com and give whoever you love a gift that has eternal significance. That's solid-ground-books.com. Publishing nothing but the very finest in Christian literature dating back to the Protestant Reformation and extending forward to our present day, including such modern-day authors as Dr. James R. White of Alpha and Omega Ministries. Visit solid-ground-books.com frequently, purchase generously. Always mention that you heard about them from Chris Arnzen of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Before I return to my guests today, Austin Huggins and Eddie Delcor, I have some very important announcements to make. First of all, if you love this show, folks, and you don't want it to disappear from the airwaves, I'm urging you, please go to ironsharpensironradio.com, click support, then click, click to donate now. You can donate instantly with a debit or credit card in that fashion. If you prefer snail mail, mailing in a physical check to a physical address the old-fashioned way, well, there will also be a physical address that appears on your screen when you click support at ironsharpensironradio.com. If you want to advertise with us, whether it's your church, parachurch ministry, your business, your private practice like a law firm or a medical firm, or perhaps it's just a special event you're having, whatever it is that you want to advertise, as long as it's compatible with what I believe, you don't have to believe identically with me, but you need to be promoting something compatible with what I believe, then send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put advertising in the subject line. Uh, we are just as much in urgent need as, of your advertising dollars as we are in your donations because we have never bounced back. We have never recovered from the plummeting of giving to Iron Sharp and Zion Radio ever since the hysteria associated with the coronavirus and the unconstitutional mandates that not only temporarily uh, closed down businesses on some occasions, but permanently shut down family-owned businesses that existed for generations. It's obviously reflected in our audience being financially hurt because, as I said, we have never recovered financially as far as the donations go from that hysteria surrounding the coronavirus. So please help us. Go to ironsharpensironradio.com, click support, then click, click to donate now. 
And as I've said before, never give your own church where you're a member less money in order to give Iron Sharp and Zion Radio a financial gift. And if you're really struggling to survive and make ends meet, wait till you are more financially stable and back on your feet before you send us a financial gift. It's clear in the scriptures that we are commanded to provide for our churches and our families, and providing for this radio program is not a command, obviously. But if you have extra money in the bank collecting interest, you have extra money for benevolent, recreational, and trivial purposes, and you love the show, you don't want it to go away, please go to ironshipdesignradio.com, click support, then click, click to donate now. Also, uh, if you are not a member of a Christ-honoring, theologically sound, biblically faithful church, like the First Baptist Church of Baghdad, Florida, then send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put, I need a church in the subject line. I've helped many people in our audience all over the planet Earth find churches sometimes within just a few minutes from where they live. So send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com. That's also the email address where you could send in a question for Austin Huggins and Eddie Delcor on examining the new birth, chrisarnson at gmail.com. And we do have uh, a listener who has a question. His name is Arnie in Perry County, Pennsylvania. He is responding to something he heard Eddie Delcor say earlier. And he says, I'm not sure if I remember correctly, but I thought I heard earlier Eddie say that the gospel is not a command. I've heard Chris Arns and the host of the program say that it is a command while not violating the fact that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, Christ alone. This has nothing to do with works. But if we go to Second Thelonians uh, chapter 1, and if we go to verse 5, this is a plain indication of God's righteous judgment so that you will be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which you indeed are suffering. For after all, it is only right for God to repay with affliction those who afflict you and to give relief to you who are afflicted along with us. When the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, dealing out retribution to those who do not know God and to those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Can you please explain where you are coming from in light of this text. So that was for Eddie first. Eddie? Eddie, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Sorry, I was, uh, I was muted. <laughs> um, yeah, I never said the gospel wasn't a command. What I said was in reference to John chapter 3, being born again, being regenerated. And my point was, or what I said, not the gospel, what I said between verses 1 and 8, there's no command of Jesus to be born again because man is in first that's that's man has no ability to make himself born again. Um, so that's what I said. There's no imperative verbs from verses one through eight in John chapter three to be born again. I mean, uh, yeah, to be born again, not to preach the gospel. So um, I just want the listener to be clear on what I actually said. Well, actually, um, I believe from what because of the verse that the that the guest, uh, not the guest, the listener in Perry County was quoting, it's not 
the command to preach the gospel, that the gospel itself is a command, because it's saying in Second Thessalonians one that we that we have to obey right. the gospel. It, well, it says that you know right. it's talking about the retribution towards those who do not know God and to those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord. Right, and my point was regeneration, not the gospel. Right. My point was Jesus didn't tell Nicodemus. He didn't command Nicodemus to be to be born again. It was a statement of fact. There's no imperative right. verbs between verses one and eight. That that I, I never even mentioned the gospel there. Right. Right. Okay. Um, well, that was probably just a misunderstanding. That was a misunderstanding. In yeah. That was that had to do with regeneration, because it's not an invitation. It's not a command. But rather, Jesus says it's a necessity. It's a necessary present fact. You must be born again. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, I recall uh, our, our listener when he was saying that I was saying that the gospel is a, a command. I remember being attacked. And I love my conservative Missouri Synod Lutheran brethren, uh, not to be confused with the Lutheran brethren, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I was attacked uh, pretty seriously by a couple, at least, Lutherans who were saying that I was denying the gospel and adding works righteousness to salvation by calling the gospel a command, and that's not at all what I was saying. But anyway, Austin, do you have anything to follow up with that? Uh, just to say, <clears throat> for clarity, I know some of our people are listening, uh, but the command is to uh, believe the gospel and and we are to obey uh, the, the call to believe upon the message of the gospel but the miracle of regeneration uh, to which we are called to is an act that God alone can do and so the distinguishing mark there is yes the gospel is a command to be obeyed in the sense we are to believe it but we are never commanded to regenerate ourselves uh, that is a work of God we are to go right. to him believing that he alone can Yes, we cannot regenerate ourselves. In fact, we cannot even please God at all unless we are first regenerate, and that would include having saving faith. If saving faith pleases God, and Romans 8, 8 says that men cannot please God in the flesh, obviously we, can't, uh, we cannot lift up a saving faith to God that is being conjured up from our cold, dead, stony heart. It has to be uh, coming from a new heart that Jesus himself has given us and uh, after we are no longer in the flesh but in the spirit. But anyway, I heard somebody about to say something. Oh, I was just going to say that this is a reason why this conference is so important so we can actually define what regeneration is and what it's not and its relationship to believing, its relationship to faith. Meaning exactly. Belief and faith, obedience, repent, all that is the result of of regeneration. Well, for, the first what, act that God does... Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, the first act that God does is regeneration. Actually, the, the term is actually... The term regeneration is actually used in two places, in Matthew 19, 28, and Titus 3, 5. But very interesting, Chris. Um, different... Biblical authors use different terms to define the same act, the same act of God alone. Um, Jesus use, uses um, born... Um, literally born above... Whereas John uses born of God, like in John one thirteen and, and 1 John 5.1, um, Paul's description is make alive. Yes, that, that's the phrase Paul, Paul likes to use. While you were dead, you were made alive. Um, 
So it's really interesting some of the different words and phrases that the biblical authors use. And Peter uses um, upborn, you know, translated born again, um, all meaning the same thing, regeneration, the work of God alone. I think, Dalcor, you brought out a good point in one of our recent uh, conversations just with each other that uh, oftentimes justification anymore seems to be confused with regeneration. So there is a, a disparity or dissonance in understanding uh, between the words people are using and what they're actually making reference to theologically. Uh, obviously, in justification, our righteousness sits outside of ourself in Christ, in his finished work. Uh, we're justified and legally declared righteous as though we had never sinned, uh, not on account of ourselves or anything in us, but resting solely upon Christ in his perfect work. Uh, regeneration, uh, this remarkable miracle where God does something in us, uh, like you referenced there, Paul's writing, uh, making us alive, causing us to be born anothen, uh, born uh, from above, born again. Uh, this is something that uh, changes uh, the heart, changes the mind, uh, opens the eyes in such a way that we can sing Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound That Saved a Wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found once blind, but now I see. And this miracle of regeneration is often uh, either misunderstood or left out of the discussion uh, in, in favor of only seeing the, the important discussion of justification. Uh, but without regeneration, we don't have a clear picture of the new covenant. We don't have a clear picture of salvation. Uh, there's, a, there's a massive loss in, in what Christ is speaking to here. Now, don't, don't yeah, you, that's that's a very good point. Don't you think there has to be a clear uh, differentiation between the truth that you both uttered that we do not participate in our regeneration, we do not participate in our salvation, and yet we are clear recipients of it, and there are there are those that will take the truth that you just said to the extreme of promoting a heresy that all of us on this program reject vociferously that you're you're born again and as long as that uh that uh, decision that altar call or whatever you may call it, that first coming to Christ has occurred. And, and of course, we would say that they didn't come to Christ. Uh, but those that had made some kind of a prayer or an utterance that they've come to Christ, and they're being told that uh, you're, you're in. You have a one-way ticket to heaven now. And if the person who is being declared a truly born-again believer the very next hour leaves that church or that tent meeting or wherever he is, or even uh, in front of his television set watching a televangelist, that person uh, could become uh, a cross-dressing serial killer and remain that way for the rest of his life, which could be decades. And if somebody hears of his death and someone says, oh, that poor soul is in, in torment for sure, and, and somebody will say, oh, no, I was there when he raised his hand. And again, Well, 
You know, Chris, that that's exactly the the issue that we're having this conference to address. I, what you're putting forward, I want to give this to Dalcor to really uh, drill in on some key areas. I'll just say this: um, it's it's exactly this misunderstanding. You know, for instance, it says in the scripture, uh, it is God working in you both to will and to do for his good will and pleasure. Uh, you know, there is a, a place where God is, in essence, uh, energizing uh, us to be able to to walk uh, in this gospel call that he's called us. We cannot do it in our own strength. Uh, but in, in the final analysis, uh, you will know a tree by its fruit and a life that fundamentally contradicts the message it preaches. Uh, in terms of this gospel, uh, Paul makes it very clear. Test yourself to see if you be in the faith. We are to work it out with fear and trembling. If God has not first worked in the miracle of regeneration, there is no indwelling power of the Holy Spirit where it says in Romans 8, the spirit which raised Christ from the dead dwelling in you, if that's a non-reality, then your life will reflect that non-reality. Christ is warning us. There will be many on that day that say, Lord, Lord, did we not do many wonderful uh, works in your name and so on? He says, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I I never knew you. Uh, So yeah, this is exactly the thing that that we're hitting against. But Dr. Dalcor, if you want to take it into uh, more finer specificity. Yeah, I think regeneration is more clear. Um, But it, it seems majority of the church, it really does seem this way, that the majority of the church sees regeneration as an afterthought to your decision. They see Mm -hmm. regeneration being born again as a result of something that you did. What did you do? You You had faith. You did the faith act. Now, God is pleased, and he makes you alive because of that. But biblically, that is a a inverted principle. That is a backwards principle. So I think when you're when you're discussing regeneration, you have to discuss man's spiritual state. Because if you don't understand man's spiritual state, you'll never understand election. You'll never understand irresistible grace. And you'll think the election's conditional. You'll never understand um, even perseverance or preservation of the saints if you don't understand mm-hmm. the first and very um, underlying principle of man's spiritual state before he was saved before he was regenerate. Simply put, Paul defines him as dead, not spiritually um, sick or terminally ill, but he's, he's actually dead. In fact, um, in Ephesians 2, Paul talks about how he was dead. Austin mentioned the spirit that's in us. Very interesting in, in Philippians 2, uh, when, when the apostle says, um, uh, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, it's God working in you, energy guntas or enegeo it's it's a term where we get the word energize it's a it's the participle for working and then it is it's intensified by the preposition n n working or energized just as we are energized um by god to will and work according to his good pleasure the unregenerate says paul in uh, ephesians chapter 2 he says formerly when you were unsaved um you walked according to the the course of this world, according to the prince of the, of the power of the air, the spirit that is now, and here's that verb, uh, energuntas, who is now energizing the sons of disobedience. So even the non-regenerate people have a spirit that's energizing them as we have God the Spirit energizing us. So if you understand that we're actually dead and we have 
zero ability to do anything spiritually good before God, then you can, I think, a Christian, of course, you can conceive or at least conceptualize that regeneration is the work of God alone. It's not the work of man. It's not the work of God and man. It's God alone. Uh, Paul says there's nobody seeking after God, uh, exaton, no one's seeking out for God, nobody. There's no one righteous, not even good. Uh, no one is even good. So if the regeneration is of God alone, that means that faith would have to come after regeneration as the result. That gift, which is a gift of God, is a result. He gave the gift of faith as a result of being regenerated, you believe. Not the other way around, because dead people don't believe. Dead people are at enmity, says Paul, ekthros. They're at enmity with God. Um, there's nothing good in them, and they have no ability. Chris quoted Romans 8, uh, 7 and 8, talks about the mind that's uh, linguistically possessed by the flesh. And Paul says it's hostile, that same verb there, ekthro, it's hostile toward God. It doesn't subject itself to the law of God. For Paul says it's not even able, or literally, it has no ability. So it's not a choice dealing with the unregenerate man. Paul says they have no ability, and in verse 8 of chapter 8, and those who are in the flesh, unbelievers, um, have no ability, you have that same phrase there, no ability to please God. So if that's true, you can't, you're, you're not going to have faith. You don't have the ability to have faith. You don't have a little teeny bit of righteousness inside you. Um, I think Luther said, when Jesus said, um, the flesh profits nothing, Luther said, well, that nothing is not a little bit of something. It's nothing. And if you, if you have the ability to believe, aside from being regenerated, then the flesh profits something, because that's a good thing. And you do have the ability to please God if that were right. true. But Paul says, no, that's not true. And you know, I'll I'll sum it up in eight forty seven of Jesus's argument with the with the unbelievers. He says, "The one who hears the words of God, um, the one who is is God, who belongs to God, um, hears the words of God. So only if you belong to God, you can hear the words of God. And that's why I'm just so adamantly theologically against this whole idea, and we can explain in the next segment of a sinner's prayer because there's four main points I see that." that is antithetical to the biblical position on not only on regeneration, but just man's ability. And could you please yeah, define uh, what it means to be dead spiritually? I could vividly remember a hilarious moment uh, during a debate that I organized in the 1990s, I'm almost certain, uh, between my friend Dr. James R. White and another friend of mine who is an independent fundamentalist Baptist and very anti-Calvinist. And during this debate, uh, Dr. White's fundamentalist opponent said, James White believes that men are so dead, they are so dead that they have to be born again before that they can even believe. And James White just very calmly said after a pause of silence, Brother, uh, could you define what so dead means? <laughs> Are there different kinds of dead? But um, the, the person who is responding, uh, recoiling in horror to the notion that 
that we teach that men are spiritually dead because the Bible teaches that. Uh, but they think that means we are trying to say that, that humans make no choices. Uh, they don't make decisions. Uh, everything is like programmed into their brain uh, like a robot would be, according to the Calvinist view, according to their description of the Calvinist view. And therefore, uh, they, they have a total under, misunderstanding of what we're saying. I very often have heard people object to Calvinism, and they think that we are saying people r- literally go deaf when somebody's preaching to them unless they're first born again. But if you could define sure. being spiritually dead, and, and, and maybe, uh, Austin, you could start this time. The word, the word as Paul um, in, in Ephesians, Colossians, when he uses um, these these kind of terms, particularly in Ephesians two, um, actually, actually the phrase reads: "There's a present tense participle here." It's very interesting. Um, it literally says, "You being dead, you know, ontos, you being dead." The word "dead," not crossed, is, is the normal word for a corpse. I, I've heard it defined as, you know, when you're witnessing to unregenerate, you're literally talking to zombies. I would take it further because a zombie can walk around. You know, a zombie can can do things. He can walk around. Um, and he, he has a choice because he wants to, to eat you or, or kill you or something. So that's not a great description, I don't think, of, of necros, the term Paul uses. Simple dimple. You're dead. You're dead in your sins. And you formally... You know, this is a good description of total inability. I look at it synonymously with dead because a corpse has total inability for life. He can't do anything. He can't look. If you were the doctor and you had the serum, you gave it to the corpse. He can't take it and shoot himself. He's dead. That's how Paul defines the unregenerate person. But he says they have a spirit inside them who's energizing them. But he calls them sons of dis- disobedience. But he says we too. He puts himself in that category in verse three of Ephesians two. He said, we formerly lived like this. That's what we did. Sons of disobedient, children of wrath. You know, that's Paul's description. Um, and the other point you made was really good because people misrepresent Calvinism or the reform or the doctrines of grace and the total inability of man. They, they mischaracterize it by saying, well, you guys deny that men have choices. And, of course, the fact of the matter is, yeah, men men have choices. We're not, no one's denying that men have choices. But the fact of the matter is, as Jesus pointed out, if you're spiritually dead, the choices you make are dictated by your nature, by which you are. You're a child of wrath. Paul says you don't do anything good. You make choices all day long. But you're, you also make a choice not to believe. You live under that choice not to believe because you're not able to. So we don't say they, no one has choices. Certainly, Paul made a choice to follow Christ. No one denies that he made a choice. He made a choice. But the question is, Chris, why did the apostle make a choice? In fact, we'll, 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 pick, he... we'll pick up right after that when we return from our final break. It's a lot more brief than the last breaks, folks. If you have a question... Send it immediately because we are rapidly running out of time. Chris Arnson at gmail.com. Chris Arnson at gmail.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
Dwight of Alpha and Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Aniel, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson, I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Exhibitor Booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. Dr. Joseph Piper, President Emeritus and Professor of Systematic and Applied Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary. Every Christian who's serious about the Reformed faith and the Westminster Standards should have and use the eight-volume commentary on the theology and ethics of the Westminster Larger Catechism titled Authentic Christianity by Dr. Joseph Moorcraft. It is much more than an exposition of the Larger Catechism. It is a thoroughly researched work that utilizes biblical exegesis as well as historical and systematic theology. Dr. Moorcraft is pastor of Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, and I urge everyone looking for a biblically faithful church in that area to visit that fine congregation. For details on the eight-volume commentary, go to westminstercommentary.com, westminstercommentary.com, For details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com, heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. Please tell Dr. Moorcraft and the saints at Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, that Dr. Joseph Piper of Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary sent you. retirement or thinking about retiring, you probably have questions. How do you make your savings last? How much should you take out and when? You're ready for retirement, but are your finances? Art Amundsen and Edward Jones Financial Advisor can help you build a strategy to help make sure your finances keep up with your long-term needs. Do what it takes to get there. Now it's time to make the most of retirement. Visit edwardjones.com. That's edwardjones.com. Or call 717-258-4688. 717-258-4688. We here at Iron Sharpens Iron Radio are forever grateful for the generous financial support of Art Amundsen. 
Edward Jones Financial Advisor in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Call 717-258-4688 today. Getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parent and host of its award-winning podcast. I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s. And what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com. day at thousands of community centers, high schools, middle schools, juvenile institutions, coffee shops, and local hangouts, Long Island Youth for Christ, staff and volunteers meet with young people who need Jesus. We are rural and urban, and we are always about the message of Jesus. Our mission is to have a noticeable spiritual impact on Long Island, New York, by engaging young people in the lifelong journey of following Christ. Long Island Youth for Christ has been a stalwart bedrock ministry since 1959. We have a world-class staff and a proven track record of bringing consistent love and encouragement to youths in need all over the country and around the world. Help honor our history by becoming a part of our future. Volunteer, donate, pray, or all of the above. For details, call Long Island Youth for Christ at 631-385-8333. That's 631-385-8333. Or visit liyfc.org. That's liyfc.org. James White of Alpha and Omega Ministries here. If you've watched my Dividing Line webcast often enough, you know I have a great love for getting Bibles and other documents vital to my ministry rebound to preserve and ensure their longevity. And besides that, they feel so good. I'm so delighted I discovered Post Tenebris Lux Bible Rebinding. No radio ad will be long enough to sing their praises sufficiently, but I'll give it a shot. Jeffrey Rice of Post Tenebris Lux is a remarkably gifted craftsman and artisan. All his work is done by hand from the cutting to the pleating of corners to the perimeter stitching. Jeffrey uses the finest and buttery soft imported leathers in a wide variety of gorgeous colors like the turquoise goat skin tanned in Italy used for my Nessie All in 28th edition with a navy blue goat skin inside liner and the electric blue goat skin from a French tannery used to rebind a Reformation study Bible I used as a gift. The silver gilding he added on the page edges has a stunning mirror finish resembling highly polished chrome. Jeffrey will customize your rebinding to your specifications and even emboss your logo into the leather, making whatever he rebinds a one-of-a-kind work of art. For more details on Post Tenebris Lux Bible Rebinding, go to ptlbiblerebinding.com. That's ptlbiblerebinding.com. 
When Iron Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005, the publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. I'm author Gary DeMar, president of American Vision, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Dan Lubenick of West Hills Baptist Church in Huntington Station, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Justin Peters of Justin Peters Ministries, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Reverend Buzz Taylor, author of God's Lawson, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Dr. William Webster, pastor of Grace Bible Church in Battleground, Washington, founder of the ministry Christian Resources. The NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Ryan Galan of Central Islip Community Church in Central Islip, New York. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Brandon Smith of Trinity Reformed Baptist Church in Jackson, Georgia. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Truppin's Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Truppin's Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com, that's nasbible.com, to place your order. This is Pastor Bill Sasso, Grace Church at Franklin, here in the beautiful state of Tennessee. Our congregation is one of a growing number of churches who love and support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio financially. Grace Church at Franklin is an independent, autonomous body of believers which strives to clearly declare the whole counsel of God as revealed in Scripture through the person and work of our Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, the end for which we strive is the glory of God. If you live near Franklin, Tennessee, and Franklin is just south of Nashville, maybe 10 minutes, or you are visiting this area, or you have friends and loved ones nearby, we hope you will join us some Lord's Day in worshiping our God and Savior. Please feel free to contact me if you have more questions about Grace Church at Franklin. Our website is gracechurchatfranklin.org. That's gracechurchatfranklin.org. This is Pastor Bill Sasser wishing you all the richest blessings of our sovereign Lord, God, Savior, and King Jesus Christ today and always. Welcome back. And this is the final segment of today's interview. Don't forget we have Austin Huggins and Eddie Delcor returning tomorrow for part two of this discussion. So, don't be so upset if your question is not read today. We have two more hours to go tomorrow. I just want to remind you also, before we go off the air, that there is an upcoming conference that both my guests are involved in. It is the first annual First Love Ministries Conference being held March 3rd through the 5th at the First Baptist Church of Baghdad in Milton, Florida. And not only are my two guests on the roster, but Joe Jackowitz, the founder and president of First Love Ministries and First Love Radio, which actually live streams this program. 
and Tom Smith and many others are a part of the roster. For more details, go to firstloveministries.org, firstloveministries.org. And I believe, Eddie, you were saying something very important about regeneration before we uh, went to the break and I had to cut you off. Was that you that was uh, cut off in mid-sentence there? Oh, I was just, to get an accurate understanding about regeneration, one has to be at least familiar with the basic doctrine of uh, total depravity or, or understanding where man was before he was saved. Then you would have a better understanding that is God alone who regenerates, and you would have a better understanding that you had no ability to have faith to do anything spiritual good before God. <clears throat> so regeneration would precede faith, regeneration, faith, obedience, etc., um, all those acts of man would be the result of regeneration, not the cause. And a, and a complaint I have from non-Reformed Christians is that they wrongly think that when we say regeneration precedes faith, uh, according to our understanding of the Ordo Salutis, they think that we're saying by that that there are people who are born again who walk around for months, maybe years, maybe decades, as a born-again person without any faith or any demonstration of fruits that they are saved, and then all of a sudden uh, God zaps them at some point later on where they have faith. We're not saying that at all. I mean, isn't belief an immediate fruit of genuine regeneration? In fact, repentance and faith. Yeah, Scripture indicates nowhere that one could be regenerated and you know, they wait a long time. I mean, with, particularly the Ordo Salutis, it indicates these these things are momentary. Not a chronological order necessarily, but a logical order um, from the first act that God does with those five verbs in Romans chapter 8. Um, but you know what? That's what Scripture says. Jesus said in John six thirty seven, all that the Father gives to me, he says, they will come. And the, the future indicative there, hexe, they will come. So there's not a gap time. It's it's momentary because when you're regenerated, the fact is your heart is changed, your will is changed, and you believe. That's the result, and right. you believe instantaneously. Right. And Austin, I've I've heard a false understanding of the new birth by many professing evangelicals. They they don't necessarily use these words, but they treat the subject in this manner where when you're born again, really all you're getting from God is a clean slate to start fresh. And and there, there is no concept of a new heart, a transformation taking place. And of course, uh, Rome makes a, in some ways, a similar mistake and fatal error, but it has a lot of differences. Rome thinks that uh, that uh, our our sanctification and our justification are nearly the same thing, uh, but uh, they would agree that when uh, a person is regenerate, they're really getting a clean slate, and they have to maintain that that salvation through obeying the ceremonial law of Rome, and uh, you know doing good deeds, going to confession, and the irony mm-hmm. is they have a pope. That makes you wonder if you need to believe in anything to go to heaven these days. 
Uh, well, if all we got was a clean slate, and that's all regeneration was, all we would succeed at doing is mucking that one up too. You know, Scripture says even our righteous deeds are filthy rags in the sight of the Lord. Uh, I'll say this uh, just in passing because this is bigger than we have time for. I know we're at the end. Uh, but what Christ has done in the new birth, what he has granted us in the person of uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, the parakletos, the one who comes along beside uh, this comforter, this indwelling spirit which raised Christ from the dead that works in us both to will and to do for his good will and pleasure, uh, we're talking about something utterly remarkable. Um, and to you know, simplify this down in, into... You know, the way the cults do or those who misunderstand it in general it is to miss the beauty of the majesty of the new birth. Uh, I just want to invite the listeners again uh, to come out to the conference where we will have time to drill down on all these issues. Um, and we hope that you will be able to make it. Uh, again, the conference registration is free. And so uh, if you come, not only are we not going to charge you anything, uh, we're actually going to pray to be a blessing to you. Uh, we're going to give you uh, books and literature that will be free of charge, not only from uh, the warehouse at First Love Ministries, but also from Chapel Library. Your Saturday meal will be included uh, for lunch as well. Uh, so we really want to... Uh, stand in front of you, as our Lord says, freely we have received, therefore we freely give. Uh, so please join us for our first annual Bible conference, March 3rd through 5th, 2023, as we examine the new birth together. And as we cover numerous topics regarding the new birth, why regeneration matters, revival and awakening, all the breakout sessions that go with that. And if you have any questions at all, just reach out to us at any point. You can register for the conference and get all the relevant information by going to firstloveministries.org. Again, that's firstloveministries.org. And uh, repeat your website for the First Baptist Church of Baghdad in Milton, Florida. FBCBaghdad.org. Again, F-B-C-B-A-G-D-A-D, no H, uh, and, .org. and Eddie, repeat your website for Department of Defense, of Christian Defense. Christian Defense. Yeah, not, not Department of Defense. <laughs> Christian Defense. <laughs> I've gotten that, I've got, I've gotten questions about defense issues before on my website. Anyways, um, ChristianDefense.org. We also have a YouTube page, um, filling content, in which we're filling content, which is Christian Defense uh, YouTube, but ChristianDefense.org is the website. ChristianDefense.org. And don't forget about my uh, pastor's luncheon, if you're a man in ministry leadership, on Thursday, April 13th, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Church of the Living Christ in Loisville, Pennsylvania. Also absolutely free. Also, every attendee gets a heavy sack of brand new free books contributed by Right now, the list is up to 13 major publishers donating hundreds of free books that I select from them. And uh, also, uh, God willing, First Love Publishing will have a table there with my dear friend Tom Smith, who usually drives up from Virginia to man a, a free book table there. And also, on top of that, the three-day Bible conference that follows at a different church, Grace Bible Fellowship Church in Harrisburg, all featuring Dr. William Webster of Banner of Truth and Christian Resources and David T. King, Associate Pastor of Christ Church in Katy, Texas. They will be speaking on the theme, The Gospel, 
removed by Rome, rescued by the reformers, and rejected by modern evangelicals. If you want more information, send me an email to chrisarnzen at gmail.com, chrisarnzen at gmail.com, and I will send back to you everything you need to know to attend those two free events. I want to thank you both for being on the show today. I'm looking forward to tomorrow for part two of our discussion. I want to thank everybody who listened. I want you all to always remember for the rest of your lives that Jesus Christ is a far greater Savior than you are a sinner.